Hello, welcome to Closing Chapters, Everyday Real Estate Tales. I'm your host, Brittany Fry. I'm a realtor, I'm a military wife, and I'm a mom. Join me and come transaction by transaction throughout my real estate career starting back in 2016 to hear about the highs, the lows, and the unexpected turns along the way through all of my customers. It's going to be a crazy ride, you guys. I am so excited to share the past, the current, and then what's coming in the future. Hang tight for the ride. Join me about being a realtor, a military spouse, and a mom. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, friends. Welcome back. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're kind of going to do like a recap slash expectation management conversation all in one foul swoop. And I just got off of a call with a new buyer and we kind of had like an expectation conversation of how we're going to communicate, what they expected from me, all of that in one foul swoop, which was really cool. And one of the things that they said is like, hey, we are, you know, not going to drag you around. We like to go do our own research first and say no, no, no to these locations and tell you exactly what we want to see. And that's it. Like, yes, this is awesome. So it was just a good reminder that when you were looking to buy, it is a process of elimination. Yes, we want you to find a house that you love, but we want you to quickly cross off the list all of the ones that aren't going to cut it. Because if you have 10, 15, 20 properties that you're mauling over and they're all okay or you can love them all, then it's going to be really hard to make a decision. Now, if you're somebody that, you know, this is more of a business transaction in your mindset or something of that nature. And you go, Hey, these are my top three. So we're going to start here. And I know if I can't get this, this, and this, then I'm going to go to this next property. Boom, boom, boom. Great. Cool. So anyhow, I say that just to say like every transaction is a little bit different and our expectations and how we're going to work together will always be a little bit different. And we're going to come back to that in just a little bit. But the big thing that I wanted to say is we wrapped up 2017 folks. That just flew by. So I wanted to kind of give you a recap of my numbers for 2017. Now, when we did the podcast, I did not go through all my transactions because a lot of them were sales through Great Southern Homes where I was sitting in the model home representing a new construction company. So that's a little bit like Monday, you know. So overall, I wanted to show you this huge comparison to what the jump is from 2017 and 2023 in my real estate business and how it can be a little bit different. Um, in a lot of different ways. So the first thing I want to tell you is in 2017, I did 29 transactions. So my second full year, remember I only did like the four transactions in 2016, 29 transactions in 2017, and that equaled to about $5 million in sales. It's pretty cool, huh? It was a really good jump. Still not a full-time salary, believe it or not. And I had a lot of work to do, and I continued to get better in the future. But that was a huge success from my first year to my second year. And I wanted to show some averages or talk about some averages between 2017 and 2023. Because I just mentioned in the last episode that sometimes the expectation management is so off kilter. And what used to be acceptable, people think is not acceptable now because they're used to the crazy market that we just had through the COVID era and don't realize that our 
real estate world changes about every quarter, every 90 days or so, we could be in a different cycle of our market and have some different expectations. So in 2017, I went back through all of my listings, not the buyer side, but just the properties that I listed, not including new construction, because sometimes with new construction, we will put it online as it's being built and it's not even ready or available yet. So sometimes it can say that it's online four, five, six months and it's because it's being built while we're marketing it versus, hey, this house is ready and you can move into it in 30 to 60 days, right? Really different scenario there. So I didn't want to skew the numbers too much. So out of the five listings that I had that were not new construction in 2017, I averaged from the day we listed it to the day we closed, 146 days on market. And that's because two of these properties took almost a year to sell. One was at 294 days and the other one was at 224 days. Now the drastic other end is I had one that was 43 days from the time we put it on the market to the time it sold. And when I say like the time it closed, the time it sold, that means getting under contract, doing all the inspections, the appraisal, and signing at the closing table. A lot of times when we're looking at this number, it's usually listing to, to contract. So a lot of people will focus on, well, how many days did it take to get under contract? This number is not that. So if it was 43 days and it was a 30-day month, then it took us 13 days to get under contract, right? So this is the full deal from start to close, okay? And the average sales price of those listings was $137,000. And that ranged anywhere from $61,000 up to $233, okay? And, of course, all these properties in South Carolina. Now, Tennessee, I had a mixture of listings in Tennessee and South Carolina for 2023. So that will impact this a lot. But this just goes to show, even in South Carolina, the numbers have come up tremendously. For 2023, the average days from getting it listed to getting it closed 66. So going from 146 to 66. This is awesome. That means a month to a month and a half on market. Okay. But this is where there's that expectation management. During the COVID era, people were buying properties without ever seeing them in person. Maybe not even having all the pictures of the property. Not even having it where an agent could go into the property beforehand. They were literally writing offers completely sight unseen in a coming soon status before it was even active on the market. And that was a horrible way to do business. But the expectation is it should sell within a day. It should sell within two days. Why didn't it sell within a week, right? And that's just not reasonable, folks. Now, there's always going to be pockets of that and things that are going to happen here or there. And you see this in my numbers. So for this past year, I have a range of from listing it to closing it, so the whole entire transaction, anywhere from 29 days up to 98 days, okay? So 29 days means less than a month. So we got under contract less than 12 hours of being on the market, and we closed it in less than 30 days. The typical time frame to close is about 30 to 45 days, traditionally 30 days. So let's take the longest one. It was 98 days, okay? So 98 days... The only reason it was 98 is because we actually put it on the market early with a specific closing date in mind. Two of these that are longer, the one that's 65 days and the one that's 98 days. That's exactly what we did on both of these. We planned it where we put it on the market. They were military moves. And we said in the stipulations, 
we have it on the market now. We want to close on X date or by X date. This is the earliest we will close and move out of the house. So we had both of those houses under contract and it was just scheduled for the future to close on a particular date for those military moves. So this is another reason why, once again, you can't always pay attention to all the numbers and expectations being thrown at you. Everybody has a different scenario. It's not always how quickly can it move, okay? That's not the name of the game all the time. There's different criteria that everybody needs. Now, in 2023, my average sales price was 298000 for my listings. So it ever doubled between 2017 and 2023. There's a couple things here, right? One, we have a mixture of a different market. But I'll tell you, only, yeah, only one of these listings in, in 23 was in Tennessee. The rest of them are still in South Carolina. So that just shows how drastically the market has changed in South Carolina. And two, as you become more experienced, you tend to get bigger properties and have a little bit more momentum and different clientele, right? So there's a little mixture there, but a lot of these are still first like normal family, single family homes. There's nothing exponentially great here. Um, like meaning I'm not selling a million dollar property in the midst of this. So this is still everyday properties that people are buying and selling. So the appreciation is phenomenal between 2017 and 23. And we won't see it go up that exponentially in the future unless something crazy happens with the government. God willing, we will kind of keep everything stable as much as you guys think the rates are too high and this, that, and the other. Um, when they came so low, it really created chaos and havoc in ways that it should not. And we can use some normalcy. It's really healthy for everybody. When you start taking away inspections and appraisals, and people paying cash differences on properties. So we have people upside down in properties. That's not good. Like we don't want that. That's, and I would hope that I can speak for most realtors. We honestly don't want that. We don't want our clients to be in a bad situation or to be forced to make a decision that's not taking care of themselves to the fullest ability. And knowledge is power, 100%, all the way around. So to give up a home inspection, even if you didn't want repairs, to even give up the opportunity to have a home inspection is just not a great idea. You should know exactly what you're walking into. If you know you're walking into a house that has an active leak underneath of a sink that you're going to have to fix as soon as you get in the door, great. If you're okay with that and you know and you expect it, awesome. But if you don't have a home inspection, you are buying the house as is, and you walk in and underneath of your kitchen sink is flooding into your floor and you had absolutely no idea about it, do you think you're going to be a little bit upset? Uh, yeah, 100%. So don't get so wrapped up in this whole notion of everything has to be one way. And if you didn't sell this fast, then why? What's wrong with you? Or what did, what did your realtor not do? Or da 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 Or you actually painted your house? Why? You should be able to sell it as is. No, friends, no. And the reason this is so important is we have such a huge heart to love and care for all of our near and dear friends around us. And we all have opinions and we all want to share them. I am no different. Okay. So I'm including myself in this conversation here. But the point is, is unless you are a real estate professional and you are seeing what's on the market right now, you are watching the trends. Okay. You are doing the comparable reports. 
and you just don't know. And I can tell you, like, pictures can be trash sometimes. They don't always give you a realistic expectation of what the house truly is. So if I have walked into a house that has been on the market for 50 days, and it's because it's icky inside, and you can't see that in the pictures, or there's soft floors, and you can't see that in the pictures, okay, well, then I know, like, hey, there's a problem with this house, and it's not priced appropriately for the condition of the home, right? So then I can make that distinguished decision and pass that information along whenever I'm looking, you know, at comparable properties for my clients, or, you know, if they go, well, why did this house move so quickly and this one didn't? And they're in the same neighborhood and they're priced the same price. Well, that doesn't mean that they match completely, okay? So the other thing is, is that we can make people feel like they've done something wrong or that they're not getting a good deal or that they've made a bad decision or that somebody else is doing something wrong when 100% everything is working smoothly like a well-oiled machine. You have to keep in mind, this is an individualized experience for everybody. What you want in a house is not necessarily what your friend wants in a house. And I don't mean just cosmetically, right? Functionality, price-wise, all that can combine. We have two friends that moved, we are currently in Fort Leonard Wood, right? Where there's the captain's crew course for all of the military police in the army. We had two friends moved to Clarksville at the same time that had gone to the captain's career course together and graduated together and both bought in Clarksville. One ended up in a new construction house in a newer neighborhood, smaller lot. The other one ended up in a little bit older house in an older neighborhood and had a bigger lot with less restrictions so that they could have their chickens. Okay. One had a really good experience, except the builder didn't finish some of the repairs and he kind of had to hassle and get on them to make that happen because he said, go ahead and close. We will make it all good. I promise. It's really hard to make somebody come back to you after the fact. Um, and we talked about this beforehand, you know, so they knew that expectation and they were okay with it. And then the other ones bought the house completely sight unseen and didn't know that the reality of the house was a lot different than the photos of the house, as in it had been DIY'd and it was not done well. And the house looked so beautiful in the pictures and it was staged wonderfully and then it really wasn't in that great of shape. So they were really kind of disheartened when they got here and felt like they almost act embarrassed of their house. And the house is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. There's just some little things that were done quirky and that they wanted to go back and change and do. But when you are used to a certain expectation and you take care of your own properties and then you get a property and it doesn't follow suit to that, then that can feel kind of bad or icky, right? But that just goes to show every experience is different. They wanted two different things. They bought in two different price points for two different reasons, okay? One's going to keep a house. One is not going to keep a house when they move. I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into all of this. So no two situations are alike. And you should not treat it as such. So when you're giving advice to people, you need to remember that it may not be the right advice unless you know exactly what they want, where they're coming from, what they're trying to accomplish, and that you actually know the market and know the trends right? Doing the research. And if you're not, 
then tell your friends to come talk to your awesome realtor that will do all the research and talk to you and have those tough conversations. And here's another thing you need to remember, okay? This is specifically to the price point. We do not know everybody's financial status. We don't need to know everybody's financial status around us. And just because you might be the same rank or you might have the same size family and be the same rank, right? I'm talking predominantly to VA, active VA folks, veterans here. Their scenario could be totally different. Can you imagine not being as well off as your buddy and trying to have a conversation with them and say, hey, man, that's so cool that you could afford, you know, a $350,000 house and pay, you know, the $25,000. Yeah, I, I'm just not in that position and I can't do that. And I can only afford a $275,000 house. So, like, I don't have as much to pick from and, you know, we're just going to have to kind of choose what we can choose. Right? Nobody wants to have that conversation with their friend. That doesn't feel good. That doesn't build your self-confidence or your self-worth. But you as a good friend need to know that every scenario could be different. And you're just there to support your buddy and say, hey, man, that looks like a great house. I'm, I'm so glad you found something that you were looking for. Right? So keep all that in mind. And I say this from coming from a personal place, too. We, when we bought our first house, we were in the, every time the lender would call us, why are you looking at houses such a low price point? You're approved for da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, the first property that we bought, my husband's only requirement, we weren't even engaged at the time. We were boyfriend and girlfriend, folks. Um, so when, when he bought his first property, I picked it out. But his only requirement was that the mortgage and the utilities needed to be covered by his house, housing allowance. At the time... His housing allowance was $900 a month. Cheap couldn't buy for $900 a month. We bought a beautiful property. Um, it was 1,600 square feet, break rancher, but it was a 70s house, 68 or 70s. And it was on an acre right outside the base. We loved it. We put a lot of love into it. We did a lot of renovations to it, but it was a solid house and we loved our property. So... We didn't need somebody to tell us to go spend $200,000 when our $110,000 house served every purpose we needed and wanted. I can't imagine having a friend standing over my shoulder saying the same thing or a family member telling me, oh, that's what you're going to buy? Why wouldn't you buy this? It's only this much more. You don't have anything to pick from? Can't your realtor do better? Okay, that doesn't help, folks. It doesn't help at all. And I know I'm being a little bit sarcastic, but these are real things that have happened. And it's so discouraging when somebody doesn't know the proper expectation. And it's also hard on, on our end. When we're supposed to be the trusted advisor and we get a phone call and the phone call says, I talked to my mom who was a realtor, you know, 10 years ago, and she said, this doesn't seem right, or this is this and this is this. And she says we should do this. Okay, well, 10 years ago was a really long time ago. And inevitably, not licensed in the same state. Every state is very different in how they do real estate. So sometimes we have to remember to stay in our lane. Now, the more appropriate way to handle that situation is to say, hey, you know, my mom is really involved in this process. Can we include her? Heck yeah, buddy. Let's get on a three-way call and hash this out. Because then it makes mom feel a lot better. 
she has the same information that you have and that she can understand exactly what I'm trying to describe or say or explain along the way. And then when she hears it straight from me, she goes, oh yeah, that does make sense. Instead of playing telephone where I told you one thing, you told her one thing and she doesn't understand what you're saying and now she thinks something's wrong when there's nothing wrong, right? So open and honest communication. It is okay if there is somebody else that is heavily involved in your process, just invite us into that from the beginning. Let them be a part of it from the beginning. Don't have side conversations without us involved and confuse the issue. Because the one thing that ends up happening is you're afraid to trust me. And I promise I'm not going to let you fall. Because if you fall, I'm falling with you. And I don't like to fall. I so deeply care about my clients. And I want to make sure that you are successful and accomplish everything you want. Now, with that becomes a reality check, right? I'm going to keep you on course for whatever your expectations you set with me. This is a conversation I just had with these buyers. I was like, hey, so often people tell me I want to look in this bracket. And then they send me something that's $50,000, $75,000 more. If you tell me we're not going up X amount above, you know, if you say, hey, we're not spending more than, you know, $500,000, I am not setting up a search above $500,000 unless you tell me to. And I'm going to be very honest about that. I am your best friend when it comes to helping you set that standard and hold that standard because there is so much noise everywhere else around you. But if you need somebody that's going to be your confidant and that's going to trust you and trust in your process just the same, then I'm here and I'm going to walk beside you and make sure that you have that person that says, nope, it's okay. If you don't want to spend that much money, it's okay. We're going to look over here. Maybe we got to be patient a little bit longer. Maybe we got to figure out something else. Maybe there's another criteria we need to adjust a little bit. That's okay. All right. So. Cut out the noise. The numbers are always changing. The seasons are always changing. Everything is always changing. Our lives are, our money is, right? Our situations. That is the one thing we can count on in life, friends, is change. It's all around us, okay? But just know through all the change, I will be your constant. You can always come to me. And I will always be a listening ear. I will always advise you the best that I can. And I will support you 110%. So remember that as much as we all have good intentions, me included, at some point, we also have opinions. And you get to weed through those opinions and decide what is worthy for you and not. And I don't want you to ever have to worry about having those vulnerable conversations and feeling like somebody's going to look down on you or think differently of you or wonder why you don't want to do something different, come to me and let's have those conversations because I will tell you my own personal stories and journeys and why we made the decisions we made along the way and how scary it was for us to move from a $109,000 house to a $300,000 house and how we shortchanged ourselves because if we would have went up to 325, we would have been in a much better location and we would have had a lot more appreciation in our property in a very short amount of time. We probably would have enjoyed our property a lot more. But we made that mistake and we learned from it. 
and I will tell you all of that in depth, anything you want to know. So this is kind of my little pep talk. I also wanted to show you some of the numbers and just show you properties appreciate over time, folks. And there's good money to be had in real estate. Can you imagine if you were one of these people that bought a property for 185 in 2017 and sold it for 285 in 2023? Holy cow, right? So give me a call, send me a message. Let's talk some real estate. I am here to help guide you and work with you every step of the way especially my military folks. I know you get so much noise from every direction. We live this life. We hear it. Everybody's telling you where to go, what to do, what area you should live in. It's okay. We'll work through it together. I have another bonus episode coming up on Wednesday, and then we will hit the ground running into 2018 next weekend. So, but the next bonus episode is a little bit special. It make a little bit of sense when you hear it after today's episode. And I want to give you a heads up that it's pretty raw. It is literally like one of those days where I had a moment and I pulled out the phone and said, you know what, I'm going to record this right now while I'm thinking about it. So I am um, in full mom gear <laughs> and we're going to roll with it. I, I don't look good. I had a lot to say, but it needed to be said. And I think you should hear it. So I will share it with you later this week. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and I cannot wait to connect again soon.